0: You guys, welcome to The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives in the well-known and, more importantly, not-so-well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, Troy McEady, and again, I am not alone. I am not in my closet by myself, as I usually am. I am with a friend. Christina, introduce yourself.
1: Uh, hey, hi. Hi, Troy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Christina Lasque, and I'm so excited to talk about this with you.
0: I am so excited, too. So we uh we started a flirtation basically in the uh facebook group it's a flirtation that's turned into something a little bit more i I think so (laughs) we just discovered we may be siblings uh diane keaton is one of our moms
1: yeah she's the main i think she's the main mom
0: i would say so too she's everything we both worship Uh, her and i'm super excited um today we're going to be talking about ashley simpson and hollywood's favorite pedophile wilmer valderrama (laughs)
1: Yes, yeah, so excited. And I mean, fun fact, we did flirt over Ashley Simpson. I mean, I feel like she's the main, the main crux of this friendship. She's the, the reason why we are what we are now.
0: Absolutely. Troina, if you will. <laughs> we both discovered that we love Ashley. We've discovered that we have a, an obsession with the Ashley Simpson show. And um, you have just got like, I mean, like, honestly, you have stories that end all stories, and I just love fucking picking your brain on Messenger all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like my my favorite it's, person to message all day. Me,
1: ditto. Uh, yeah, it's so weird because so many of the things that come up in the group or so many of the things that you talk about, I have some kind of weird connection or story about just from like growing up in LA and being a similar age to a lot of these people that we're talking about. I have a lot of weird random run-ins from, uh, from the OOs and, uh, in LA. And so, yeah, I do. I do enjoy telling you those tidbits that no one else cares about, but you.
0: And like the really, that's my favorite thing about them is that I know that other people won't care. But to me, it's like, you're basically telling me that you like had lunch (laughs) with princess die. When you say that you like met Kimberly (laughs) Stewart, I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: And, like, and everyone else is like, who, what, why are you saying that? I
0: know. You have to, like, remind them why she's famous. I'm like, God damn it.
1: Yeah, she's not famous,
0: but... <laughs> I know. It's okay. <laughs> she's nowhere near famous. No,
1: but I but that's what makes it so uh, ripe, you know?
0: Exactly. It makes me love it so much. Um, So, I guess we could start by... I always like to start by just kind of, like, giving an idea of what we're going to be talking about and when these people dated and why they broke up and blah 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 um so ashley and wilmer dated in january of 2005 and allegedly allegedly they both yeah. deny it and uh it lasted until october of the same year um ashley famously wrote the song boyfriend about the love triangle that had spun between wilmer and lindsey lohan Allegedly. Allegedly, this is all alleged. I don't want to see. Lindsay's quick to sue. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> she's
1: definitely. I think she's listening.
0: I think she is too. Hey, girl. <laughs> and uh Wilmer famously went on the Howard Stern show and bragged about um hooking up with all these girls and hooking up with Lindsay and hooking up with Mandy Moore and you know all the yeah. the preteen girls that he like slept with and took their virginities um and he denied kind of sleeping with ashley but like kind of joked towards it and hinted towards it and
1: well he denied it but then he said in like the same breath once once howard says i think she's really hot i think ashley might be hotter than jessica then all of a sudden wilmer's like yeah yeah and then he starts talking about how she's a screamer in bed but like five minutes earlier he was like no no we never dated Blah blah blah. so you know Who knows? This guy is only looking for approval based on the type of women that he is uh, de-virginizing and (laughs) fucking.
0: Oh, absolutely. It was actually so funny listening to that because, you know, he talked about how, like, you know, in real life, like, his his experience in this country was like so difficult because he you know he didn't speak english and you know he went to school because he wanted to learn how to speak english and like you know he was bullied a lot and he was very um socially awkward and he didn't have many friends and it's like when you listen to him i think the most jarring thing about that interview was listening to him like i don't know if it's just because as an outsider like i'm not like a straight man so when i hear straight men interact with each other my immediate thought is like all i hear is like all their insecurities bouncing off of each other if that makes sense totally
1: no 100 percent. same
0: yeah (laughs) i'm like and then you're the same way as like a woman listening to two men talk about sticking their fingers inside women's buttholes it's like you guys are both yeah
1: I mean, they went into, like, gross detail about um, piercing Mandy Moore's hymen. Like, it was so inappropriate. And, you know, Howard Stern has such a, I mean, I love Howard Stern, don't get me wrong, but he has such a a weird creepy hard-on for Lindsay lohan so he talked about her so much in that interview and like i don't think they ever really talked about his acting or no. <laughs> his like career or anything it was really just and then people and then callers were calling in going like wilmer you're the man like you fucked this girl you fucked this girl so dark
0: so dark so dark and you can just you can hear in his voice like the insecurity and like this is, like, what – this is what straight men do to, like, appear – they're, like – it's, like, peeing on a fire hydrant for a dog. Completely. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, like, sniffing each other's butts and, like, talking about all the – like, the, the – the, I can't even – first of all, I love when I try and quote straight men. They're, like talking about all the hot <laughs> tail they got from all the hot yeah. girls – got I love that vagina. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's just ridiculous. Like, And it's also really weird to listen to old Howard because he was so – I mean, I've loved Howard yeah. since I was really young, but, like – He
1: was a lot more, like, creepy and salacious back then. Yeah, for sure. he was yeah. so
0: much more creepy.
1: Well, and one of the things I found – Well, two things about what you're saying is, one, yeah, that he didn't speak the language, and then he credits the movie Desperado – Right. That one <laughs> yeah. as being the thing that, that gave him an in to be like this cool Latin lover, like new fangled Ricky Ricardo kind of a guy. And, it, yeah. and that was amazing. And then. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Oh, and the fact that he has sisters, he has like three younger sisters. And I find yeah. that so interesting that you have three younger sisters and yet you're going around like pummeling young girl puss through hollywood i found that very odd like usually men that have sisters have like a different type of respect for women and uh i didn't see that maybe it's a cultural thing i don't know
0: but no i totally agree with you it's like men who like cats like i expect i expect more <laughs> from a man who likes a cat you know what i mean i'm like you ever respect level for women <laughs> you know what i, I, I think mean
1: that, i think that's true
0: like men who only specifically love dogs you don't really know where their personalities will go but a big like strong man who likes cats i'm like okay you actually can probably be a little bit more vulnerable than most men
1: completely i mean mark maron my my other uh spirit (laughs) animal he you know obviously famously loves loves cats so i'm on board Mm -hmm. with that whole theory
0: i famously love cats too but i'm gay so it doesn't really count
1: it doesn't i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs)
0: so I guess we can start with uh Ashley um what is your tell me your Ashley Simpson journey
1: I mean my journey has been okay so Ashley and I are the exact same age uh we're both Mm -hmm. Libras she's born I think two weeks after me um and I think that I first you know became aware of her I think I did watch Seventh Heaven and mm-hmm. she was in The Hot Chick, which is one of my favorite movies. She's like a super small part in The Hot Chick. And uh, did you remember that? Did you see that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then uh, Ashley Simpson Show came on and I'm 20. I'm living my life. I'm also in Los Angeles. She was a style icon. She had this cool, fun, like, I don't give a fuck attitude, which now in retrospect I see is. Not really the, the case at all. I mean, I remember feeling like Jessica's lame. She doesn't speak to me. She's not my vibe. And I thought mm-hmm. Ashley came along like she speaks to me. She's my vibe. But now as like a grown up rewatching it, Jessica has way more personality. She's got way more talent. I don't know if I was just responding to the fact that Ashley dressed more like me or, or what that was about. But it's interesting because I, I'm having a different feeling about the two of them uh now in my in my grown-up years than I did when I was 20 um but yeah I mean that was pretty much my main journey like I loved that show I've enjoyed her ever since when she was on Melrose Place I that was the the end for me I couldn't I couldn't stay on board for that I couldn't um watch that show I couldn't appreciate that journey for her I didn't like all the surgery on her face and every interview since she got a nose job, she's just change, Like she's just weird and awkward. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm having mixed feelings. This, this whole podcast has made me look at my relationship with uh, Ashley Simpson in a, in a whole way. It's very interesting.
0: Well, it is. First of all, I do, like, want to just really quickly mention, it's funny that you brought up, like, the younger version of you watching the show in comparison to the older version. Because when I was watching it, like, I had this thought in my mind of, like, when I was younger, I felt the exact same way where I was like, you know, I thought Jessica was funny because Jessica's just a funny, silly person. But like, like to Ashley laugh was so much... at. Yeah. To laugh yeah. at. You know what I mean? She's never like in on the joke about herself, but also like is the joke about herself because she's fully aware of it. So again, a thing that like it took me a long time to understand. But I think that like it was easier for Ashley to acquire that really ravenous very like rabid teenage fan base that like propels you into superstardom as like a, a pop star, because what she was doing in her life just was so much more relatable to us. Like, totally. Do you know what I mean? It was like okay, Jessica's funny and this show is funny and I love watching her and Nick, but like I don't relate to her trying to figure out how to like make chicken catchetori and shit for Nick. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like,
1: yes, one hundred percent. As like a
0: newlywed woman, they're like trying to figure out the Swiffer wet jet. It's like that's fun. It's funny, but like it's yeah. not in any, it's not, you know, I wasn't, I was, uh, like, I was about to graduate high school, so, like, I was, like, 18, I think, yeah. I want to say, it and, uh, you know, it was just not anything that I felt relatable, it was just funny, and then, on the other hand, there's Ashley who, like, is dating around and, like, kind of a mess and her house is a mess and, like...
1: Yeah, she's, she's learning like, all the things we were kind of learning uh, at the exactly. time. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Going through all the same sort of, like, ups and downs, like, writing all these, like, love songs about these guys and, you know, being rebellious against her parents. I think, like, also her relationship <coughs> with her parents was, like, a very relatable thing for people our age because, you know, she was, like rebelling against her mom and not doing what her dad told her to do and it felt it it was just it felt like you were looking at like an equal more so than like a you know an older woman totally And at the, time, at the time at the time I think
1: that like it seemed like Ashley was the the less self-conscious, more messy one, but now mm-hmm. looking back, I actually think it's the opposite. I think Ashley, at least in the first season, she was just a cool normal chick. But post first yeah. season when she gets famous, she is the most self-conscious, the most like uncomfortable you can tell when she talks she does this like you know the britney spears thing where you just kind of smile and you know she does a lot of that and um jessica is a lot more relaxed and a lot more comfortable Mm -hmm. being herself but i never made that connection before i always thought it was completely the opposite because of what you're saying that she gave off this energy like i'm rebellious i don't don't give a fuck but but that's not but it wasn't the case at all you know i think she cares too much i think that was like ultimately her her downfall was that she cared too much what people thought about her
0: absolutely and there's a lot of really jarring scenes on that show like the ones that make me the most uncomfortable now as an adult that had never bothered me before was like her like i don't even know how you would describe it like just very like gut reaction to anything you know comparable to her sister or or comparable to any other person and Mm -hmm. any other like famous girl do you like her like sort of like um visceral reaction to 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 people's ideas if they in in any way reminded her of somebody who was already like famous it was just like a very insecure almost like primal insecure reaction where she would freak the fuck out like yeah
1: like when they're doing the uh, i think it's the la la -La video and she's mm -hmm. like i don't want anyone in ties i don't want anyone because of avril and she's like i don't want anyone making comparisons between me and avril Levine. it's like Well, bitch, like, that's what's going to happen. Like, look at the lexicon. Like, look at what's happening. And of course, you're going to be lumped in with Avril Lavigne and Hillary. I mean, get over it. Just do your thing. Don't worry about it. But uh, she she couldn't, you know, it was like she had to drive it forward. Also, like, when we as a public have Jessica as our our, our first thing, and then Ashley comes in second, that gives her all of this space to kind of go, like, well, you see what that is, so I'm going to go the opposite. Whereas if she's just coming in as a new artist on her own, she doesn't have, like, the same mirror to push back on. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, she, her entire identity was her not being jessica
1: yeah did you ever see did you ever see the mad tv um uh sketches about the ashley simpson show
0: Christina, I thought about it every minute <laughs> of every second of this goddamn show. I thought about like the there's this, I don't know why like this stands out in my mind, but like I think about like on the in Mad TV when her dad would be like, Now nah, baby, you know, you gotta get on stage and you gotta rock it, okay? You gotta you know, make sure the crowd understands you and she'd be like, Now I actually listen This is very important. We got an important lesson to learn. she would be like, no. no." (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) That was so
1: good. She's like, I'm Ashley Simpson. I'm not like my sister. Uh, I hope you enjoy the commercial breaks. I mean the show. I hope you enjoy the show. It was so good. (laughs) Uh,
0: Speaking of Joe Simpson, who I've I've mentioned before, I'm pretty sure I'll I'll end up with one day. I Um, think so.
1: I better be at your wedding.
0: You'll be my flower girl. I'll make you sing La La down the aisle. And oh go my back god! Rose, rose make me? On
1: <laughs> Let me?
0: That sounds like the dream. Vans sponsored rose petals with little Vans symbols on them.
1: <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Oh my god! You should make. You should do the whole venue. Like you know how when she did her Pieces of Me tour and her stage looked like a fucking Sephora. That's that's what you're, that's what the wedding should look like. like just all black and white stripes.
0: <laughs> not anything Jessica would do.
1: Nothing Jessica would do. Only Steph Beetlejuice does. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, speaking of my um, my future ex husband Joe, I yeah. do think it's really funny. Well, it's not funny. I say this every single week. I always say like my favorite saying is uh, that you should never be the first person to do anything. And mm-hmm. I feel so bad for Joe Simpson, man. I really do. Like he gets no credit for being kind of like America's first Chris Jenner in a sense. I
1: I get what you're saying. It's hard for me to give him that credit as well. And I'm trying, I'm racking my brain because I feel like there's, I mean, if you really want to get into it, wasn't like Joe Jackson, the original, I guess that's, that's just True. so dark. That's so dark though. That went so bad. But um, that's
0: so true because that's an so, actual family dynasty.
1: Yeah, so you might be right in that Joe is the first one to really go like, hey, my daughter is going out and she can sing real nice. Let's see where we can take this. Um I'm fascinated. Yeah. I'm fascinated with their mom, who I think gets like very little attention. <sighs>
0: Oh, my God, dude. I wrote, like, a whole page of notes on her mom. I just, like... Okay, let me just really quickly say about her dad. Yeah. I think it's interesting that he, like... He created a format of reality television that we still are, like, so dependent on today. And it it may not be, like, the exact same, but, like, the idea at this time of watching somebody where it wasn't, like, a making the band or... Right, there was no,
1: like, hook to it. It was just right yeah
0: just people doing shit but also they may just you know just so happen to be recording a studio album that may be released on the you know premiere of the show it's just a coincidence but you know like it's crazy to think like we were so naive i mean i was fully fully fucking brainwashed by him and i remember when ashley's first album came out i mean i was like young enough to i may have even been 17 and i was young enough at the time to like still be fully brainwashed and not have any sort of like biased or second thought about being brainwashed by like the entertainment industry like i miss those days truly (laughs) i Uh, know but like like i remember when he uh or when she when her album came out the day of there was like a target exclusive where it had like bonus songs or something on it and i remember i went to target to buy it because that was like this was kind of the last era of like buying you know, going out really in in drones to buy albums with like hundreds Mm -hmm. of people. And her album was sold out and I couldn't buy it. It was sold out of Target. (sighs) Like it was gone. It was gone that day. And they put like those signs up that said like those little placeholders in the CD slot that said like, you know, restocking soon. It was gone. And I could not believe it.
1: I'm so proud of her. Now, I mean, now when you say that, like that makes me feel like a twinge of pride for her. (laughs) <laughs> that, that happened that that she did do so well and you're right I mean you're right Joe Simpson is you're kind of blowing my mind because I'm I'm gonna have to bow down and and, and agree with you that like yeah he maybe he is a little bit of an evil genius like I'll, I'll get on board with that because what you're saying makes a lot of sense and you're right like he did kind of invent that and neither of their records would have gone nor would they still have careers to this day I don't think if he wasn't so good at his job
0: absolutely and I think you know with this show even though it was very shortly after. Um, I mean, it was the same time, actually. It wasn't even after, but, you know, Newlyweds was around the same time, and I think he learned from his mistake with Jessica. Like, when Newlyweds first premiered, like, I talked about this on the Nick Nick and Kim Kardashian episode, but um, he released Jessica's album the same day as the premiere for the show, which was, like, a huge mistake because nobody cared about mm-hmm. her yet. yeah. You know what I mean? So this time he waited and... They I mean, built the Ash,
1: whole season up to that, right?
0: Exactly. Like, we watched mm. her record it. We watched her write it. We got to know Ryan, you and know, Josh. like, and Josh, and we got to see her, like, break up with him and the whole thing. And then he put the album out, which was like, I mean, it was like giving steak to a fucking hyena.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and it was so, I mean, you're right, because then we already had the connection with, with um, autobiography as the as the title song and we already mm-hmm. had a connection to all of these songs so by the time the record was out it was like yeah fuck yeah i want to buy that i already love at least three songs on this record
0: absolutely i actually wrote down just because i'm like elizabeth hasselbeck i like facts and i wrote down
1: <laughs> In- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the statistics of the album because i'm a fucking psychopath i have no life thank um god.
1: thank god you
0: know just on my day off, Googling the uh, the stats of Ashley's debut album in the U.S. on the charts. Uh, <laughs> and it so, did... what it is it is. It did incredible. It says, uh, Autobiography was released on July 20th of 2004. It sold 400,000 copies in its first week. It was the highest-selling debut album by a female artist of that entire year. And then it went on to sell 5 million copies, which is fucking crazy. Oh, that is...
1: See, but this is the kind of thing where if somebody who can't really say, I mean, she says like right up at the top that she had a decision about whether or not she wanted to go and do movies. Like she even says at one point, she's complaining and she's like, I could be doing movies right now. So like the, yeah. enti- the entitlement is so strong, but she decided like, okay, I'm I'm going to be, I'm going to be a recording artist. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make records. And uh, she's not a trained singer and that's clear. Um, yeah. we don't, I don't know if we need to get into that, but <laughs> See, for, but to have that much success on your first thing and to have, like, all of this learning experience, stuff that should be done, like, at least a little bit in private so that you can start to get better is all done so publicly. That's why we get into, like, the SNL debacle or the Orange Bowl, you know, situation right. where this girl, you know, wasn't really afforded the time to be able to practice and get better. She was just kind of thrown right into it. Uh you know, I don't know if that, I don't know if that were, I don't know if that worked out well for her. I mean, I guess it did, but.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I would actually beg to say that it, maybe it didn't because she just suffered just a continuous stream of like embarrassment after embarrassment mm-hmm. after embarrassment after embarrassment. Cause it was like, they just threw her into this whole thing. And then once the, you know, once the album became successful and she was making money, I mean, it was over with like, yeah, she, had like you said no time to kind of like figure out what the hell she was doing um
1: and she cared so much i mean you can't embarrass someone if they're not embarrassable and she's so embarrassable oh and my she, god she, you know that it, it made it just so much worse it was <laughs> it was it was so it was so dark to watch just over and over again and the way that they did the orange bowl thing on the show versus how it sounded in real life was an amazing oh, achievement of that? editing
0: yeah <laughs> can we have a full discussion on the editing of, I was like, I, first of all, as a person who doesn't watch foosball, I didn't (sighs) really know besides like, (laughs) you know, the media covering her fucking up and people booing her. Like I didn't know also like pre YouTube, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I had only just like heard reports that Ashley had like gotten booed at the orange bowl. and, And then that became like a very viral story that she'd gotten booed. But like, I didn't know like the I watched this show, you know what I mean? Right. And Joe Simpson brainwashed me into thinking that it was like you know I thought people were overreacting. I had no idea until I watched it much later yeah. that like the whole fucking crowd. I mean the the booing was like you it's all you could hear. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I mean if you because I I also same same experience. You know there's no YouTube. I'm not watching fucking football either. So. I just heard about it and then watched it on the show and I'm like, yeah, it seems fine. And then I went back for this and I, I went and watched it, and actually heard what she sounded like. And unfortunately, you know, remember she had that um, friend that looks like blonde Kristen Wig who was playing keyboards for her. She yeah. is singing backup, and her backup singing makes Ashley sound worse because they're off. Yeah. you know, they're not singing together, and the girl is singing in the completely wrong key. So, <laughs> the, like the whole thing sounds like strangling goats, and it uh, it was like it, 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 it's amazing. I mean, I don't think you can have something like like these things like that don't
0: happen anymore no
1: except for the
0: mariah thing but true and it's like the way that mariah handled that was just it's like things like that like you said don't happen anymore so like mariah handled that in a way of like this is already fucked i'm over it like i'm just gonna walk off i'm not even gonna mm-hmm. stand up here and act like there's any saving this performance because it'll be viral tomorrow mm-hmm. so. exactly you know yeah, no,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly but like i don't know it's it, it's just it's like you said earlier, it's just so obvious that they never gave her any chance to sort of, like, figure out what the fuck she was doing. And, like, there's also this very weird feeling of, like, you would think that maybe because her, her life at that time was just moving so fast. I mean, when you watch this show, it's, like, it's incredible how much press she was doing just every single day, Ooh. all day long. And uh, I guess maybe because they had no time to kind of, like, just sit back and, like really analyze what was going on but like you would think that at a certain point for somebody who had gone through what she had gone through with SNL and then with the Orange Bowl that like you know on the upcoming performances like she would put a little bit more how should i say effort into them i think she was um, trying
1: though right because then she made this big deal like well i have to sing live now like everywhere i go like she did some show in the in europe in the second season and they top of the pops i think and they're like she's like usually they make people lip sync but they're they're letting me sing live because now i think after that happened she felt like i have to now prove myself now did she i don't think so but i seemed like she you know. tried no
0: yeah, I mean, I guess I just, like, even with her singing live, like, watching her sing Lala after what happened on SNL, I'm just like, dude, like, yeah, is there any part of you that's concerned about how you sound right now?
1: Well, and it's such, like, yes. a screamy song that, like, you have to build your pipes to sing a song like that. Like, I can drunkenly karaoke the fuck out of that, but, like, it's not something I right. want on television. You know, like, that's a right. lot of screaming. It's a lot of high register. Like, I, yeah, I mean... It's not a good, it's not a good look. I mean, Lala was, I don't, she doesn't sing that well.
0: No, and they kept, I mean, it's actually funny to think about what the difference in her career would have been had that not even been a single because mm. it was just like months and months and months of her going on these talk shows and radio shows and concerts and award shows and performing this shrill song <laughs> where she literally just screams, screams. At the top of her lungs for three minutes straight. Ah! And like,
1: yeah, it's, it's like a baby cry.
0: <laughs> Nothing will ever compare to at the end of the Orange Bowl. I don't know if you watched it on YouTube. Yes, of course like, I did. Like, the actual one. <laughs> at the end of it, she's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and then <laughs> at the end she goes, you make me wanna scream. <laughs> 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 her voice goes into that, like, fucking octave like oh. that, sh- that glass shattering like only cats can hear octave oh. Like, oh my god like her s- there's so many songs her that you could have style sang. her
1: style of singing is is very strange now i will say like one of the things that makes a regular singer and like a famous singer different is that you can usually identify someone's if you can identify someone's voice and it's got a very specific sound then that's a good sign you know so hers definitely has that but the quality of her voice reminds me of like when I am really drunk pretending like I can like I'm a singer you know what I mean like that's her style of singing and when she does like the pieces pieces and it's like like just so drunk alone in my closet like singing to you know (laughs) that smule app or whatever it's so dark I don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Bitch, don't oh act like God. you don't. <laughs> Are you kidding? My memory is full from videos. Literally. Oh,
1: my God. I, you send those to me immediately. Please post them in the Facebook <laughs> group. We need it. Never. We need it.
0: <laughs> it's of me, like, having one too many gin and tonics with, like, a parliament in my hand and, like, singing, like, Blondie to, like, the best of my ability that I physically can. Literally, it's, like, not, it's exactly.
1: Not that is that is Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Period.
0: <laughs> Literally in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yes. <laughs> um, I want to go back, though, because I interrupted you 30 minutes ago <laughs> about uh, <laughs> about her mom. I oh. want to know what you think about, about Tina.
1: Wow. I mean, there's so much to say, and there's also nothing to say, you know? Um, right. she Because she's, she's so kind of non... What I do love about her is... Well, at least the time period of the show. So it's 04, 05, And this is before like celebrity pretty moms like did the whole thing and so she's like Mm -hmm. walking around you know in no makeup ponytail sweatshirt jeans like she does not give a fuck about what she looks like and i love that because i think that if it were happening now she would have she would have a whole different look going on she'd have the lips she'd have the extensions whatever um so i I love i love that and i i love that this is the last glimpse of like a 20 year old not glued to her cell phone that's one of my favorite oh, things God, I know. about the show is the fact that like they're actually like she's not just sitting there staring at her phone constantly, which is what exactly it would be if it were happening now. Um, but but her mom, I thought it was really interesting that she got mad at Ashley for cutting a few inches off of her hair. Do you remember this part?
0: Are you kidding? <laughs> Ashley, you really cut your hair off. Yeah.
1: Oh, you really cut your hair and it's like, yeah, Jeez, like, she's 20. And then she's like, they already shot that. They already shot all the promos. And it's like, girl, her hair is like a few inches shorter. Like, I think we'll recognize her. She didn't shave her head or dye it pink. And even if she did like, cool, that's her. it. Her image is being edgy and changing a lot. I thought it was weird. and right. I thought it spoke deeper to some of the issues that she might have been having in her marriage and with her family and feeling like everything was falling apart and channeling all of that into Ashley's haircut um that's that's what i felt you can you can see i don't
0: disagree with you yeah
1: she's got a lot of pain and sadness, and i don't know what's going on with her now that joe's out of the closet and everything when did they get divorced do you you have that uh
0: they got divorced i want to say i could be totally wrong but i want to say for some reason the, the year 2012 sticking out to me okay but like the thing is, though, Joe is still like I know that people say Joe is out, but like I looked this up and Joe has never, ever officially ever said that he was gay ever. But do you think Which he's is like this
1: doing that thing where it's like better to just not say it and just be it? And you know what I mean? Like how I mean, that's how that whole that family handles everything like that. They don't address stuff. They just kind of do it like like when Ashley got her nose done and everyone's like, do you get a nose job? And she's like, I don't know. Or who knows? Banoop. yeah <laughs> it's like they don't really address stuff
0: i do th- yeah he's definitely he's pulling like a jody foster you know what i mean right he's just like it's like you just should at this point assume because i have a a blonde full hawk i want you to just know that i'm gay i guess I don't yeah know.
1: and i mean come on like if his turn in vanderpump rules is any indication like he's not hiding right
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> can we duck.
1: stomach in dick out it's the best advice <laughs> you'll ever get <laughs>
0: No, but I totally agree with you. I think that, I actually think a lot of the things that goes on, I think it's interesting the way specifically Tina, I'm actually, she's kind of like recently become my favorite person in that family because... I love that. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So, go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate, and then when you donate at this level, you'll get this Podcast, you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to Molly and the Psychos.com, it'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV, it's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Seeking the truth never gets old.